go he's coming oh guys we should actually i'm dylan got firstly hi i'm john hastings i'm adjusting levels so i'm not too loud guys we have a brand new sponsor we have a brand new sponsor thank you very much for sponsoring us mountain dew we're financially solvent here at the wrestler review for the first time exactly ever million dollar million dollar sponsorship from mountain dew because this is what market research has proven to us is that both of the male and female listeners of this podcast are so potent we literally are the face of sugary spermicide if other podcasts their listeners need blue chew because their dicks are soft and inappropriate soft like a goddamn pillow here here at the rest of the review, we're the opposite. What we need is we need to tone down everyone's virility because bitches be getting pregnant and bitches still want to fuck. Exactly. Direct quote from most emails I get, by the way. It's the weirdest thing. Can you please tone down your podcast? Too many skanks are getting pregnant, male and female. Yeah. I nutted it. I nutted in a fucking hotel sheets uh, one time, and now there's uh, the population of Bowmanville has doubled, because <laughs> I had a hotel in Bowmanville. I am aware that you guys, uh, I shouldn't listen to your podcast at work. Another reason why I can't listen to your podcast at work is because I nutted on my boss's face. And now my boss had a mouth baby. Yeah, my boss now has a baby on his head. Head baby. Yeah. yeah he has a small baby growing out his head like that cartoon i can't remember that's not that's not a cartoon at all you've made up something what are you talking about no that was uh in south park there was a guy with a unborn fetus on the side of his head what yeah look that up look that shit up right now i'll start the real podcast but you look up character with it was the guy with the walking stick in the early south parks i think he had an unborn fetus on the side of his head not looking it up Straight up not looking it up. Ooh, John's scared of reality. Guys, when we left you, Triple H has just drugged and married a woman, which in Las Vegas... Totally fine. It's encouraged. Yeah. Haha. <laughs> Jinx by me a Coke, you fuck. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first, because this, this doesn't really get talked about, but this is the first time the internet... We're not going to sling arrows here. This is the first time the internet comes to alive with i think this triple h guy is trying to take shit over it's interesting the internet basically got for like a good year they got confused over what is uh storyline and what is real this is also by the way where the first time Mm -hmm. a actual television writer takes over the writing of this program and uh, they, uh, it's very organized and linear and follows a really good structure and basically sets up um, Triple H to be the champion better than he ever has been before and is really the only time he is a enjoyable, credible bad guy. That, But they also don't beat him when they should have beat him. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Stephanie McMahon. And yes, go ahead, Dylan. This is when rumors start flying that Triple H is taking over the company. Triple H has taken over the company. Uh, Test is basically he talked to one day and says, "You know that thing? You know how you're in a main event storyline? Not no, no more. You're you're done now." Yeah, no, 
No, no, no, no, no. Because like, they thought, by the way, that he thought he was going to go into a match with Triple H and that they were going to go into a whole thing. And i uh, got to be honest, they could have used Triple H in the run-up to the betrayal of Stephanie against Vince because they had it, yeah. they had it Vince versus Triple H. You could have done Test versus Triple H as Vince McMahon's proxy, but this was the weird part of the Attitude Era where for some reason Vince McMahon was like, and I wrestled. Well, he, he is a former WWF champion. Never forget that. And... ECW champion. I don't know why, but that one's weirdly more insulting. ECW champion. That was the best when Vince had a do rag. <laughs> when Vince started wearing a do rag. Well, it's because he was bald from the Battle of the Billionaires. Oh yeah, but that was. I love angles where someone shaves their head and tries to poorly cover it up, as if that's like a thing that people don't do. Like, like if Joe Rogan was on WWE television, they'd be like, "Put on a fucking top hat or something. You look terrible." Oh my god. If he was on WWE television, they wouldn't understand what the podcast is. No, they would not. They kept be like, they just treat Joe like he had schizophrenia, and they put him in the. They put him on two hundred five live because he's short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not people height. Get into the Munchkin Land. Do you think they wanted to call it Munchkin? He land? calls it the Purple Land of of misfortune. Go over to the Purple Land of misfortune. <laughs> So this all leads to a, uh, sorry, the Stephanie and Hunter marriage leads to a match at Armageddon between Triple H and Mr. McMahon. Stipulation being, if Triple H wins, he gets a WWF title shot. And if Vince wins, Triple H would sign an annulment. Trips wins the match. And after Stephanie turns on her father and hugs her new husband, Stockholm Syndrome, baby! What's even weirder is that this is not, A, Triple H is not the WWF champion right now. Yeah, he's not the WF champion, but this is like him being like, he's really attached himself, and they have attached him furthermore. This is like the hardest they were kind of to make a star in this era. With The Rock and Austin, they kind of just gave them opportunity, and it happened. With Triple H, people forget this. He tr- They tried to get this dude across the finish line. This is the hardest they have to work to make a champion in this it is era. True. Everybody else, it's like... Uh, we better put the belt on the rock because they just dredged more river to make room for people that have come here to yell jabroni at Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah. And Triple H, whereas the only marketable thing about him to really was um, the pedigree. That was the only cool thing about him. Oh, and it's not that cool. His finishing move is cool. And I mean, that new... I, I like the uh, original Triple H song with, by the DX band. Gonna hit me with some of that Triple H. I like that song. Oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than the game, which is just like, I don't know, is just Triple H basically being like, and then Conan comes out to Motorhead like in my toys in 1982. <laughs> and now the bullies aren't going to yell at me because He-Man's here. <laughs> I am really sorry if my mic is hot today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm having some real issues, but I've turned it down. So if it was bad before, it's better now. Go ahead, Dylan. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just turn it all the way down. It's way easier to level it than it is to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Make everyone's ears not explode. So late 99, Vince McMahon is absent of, uh, of injuries, quote unquote, inflicted him at Armageddon. And Triple H and Stephanie become the on-screen owners of WWF and start the McMahon-Helmsley era, which... Has not ended. Has not fucking ended. (laughs) 19 years later, 
and the bad guys start at NXT, and the other evil character is doing uh, women's, uh, what, what's the Susan B. Coleman Foundation, the Breast Cancer Foundation, and has made basically their spokesman, the Ultimate Warrior, who, while being a good family man, which is remarkable in wrestling, uh, also said uh, the F word that has my last name in it, and I think said a bunch of Arabic slurs on TV as well, didn't he? Oh, yes, of course. He he often discussed... Um, yeah, he would just discuss it, too. It, wouldn't, it wasn't like... Well, my, he would refer to it in one of the funniest, weirdest ways I've ever heard homophobia discussed is that he would say, their queerness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been homophobic so long he's been playing with the language. Yeah. No, he's you always can find a real racist because they've they've they're using a slur wrong. Cuz they're trying to make it sound like academic. <laughs> like that white supremacist guy goes like, oh, "As you can see by my charts I made, I don't like them and I blame all the boys and girls don't like me." Either. Yeah, as you can see via this pie chart, a black dick's trying to fuck the pie cuz they're dirty mongrels. Like that's <laughs> The metal of them makes them ew, makes them too handsome and I hate them. No, everyone knows this about them is that they all look so tasty to kiss and that's against Jesus. <laughs> Don't be quit take the pie off the windowsill, God. Everyone knows that I'm really into everything that they smell like, but I mean that's fine. I don't know. <laughs> they do a thing here. This is like um this era of WWF is great because if you watch this, like the New Age Outlaws go into the McMahon Helmsley uh regime and they're the kind of like tag team heavies, but the thing is Everyone likes the baby faces so much that they'll boo these guys, where if this was now, they would have just been turned baby face. Like, there's clearly, other than Triple H, everyone just wants to cheer every heel or every character. Yeah. Triple H and Stephanie, actually. Because people fucking hated Stephanie, because... They still do. She, she, But this was X-Pac heat, as they say. Like, this was like, fucking Stephanie cannot fucking talk. At all, she's out there for like ten minutes at a time. Well, this was the this is by the way all of the problems that WWE is now facing all stem from this this moment because all of the mistakes they still make are all like I remember Raw at this time they came out Stephanie and Triple H and they did a half an hour promo that ended oh yeah that ended in um, fake mankind returning everyone going crazy that it was fake mankind and I turned to the show I was like I don't care yeah I think I first stopped watching wrestling after the invasion angle like actually sorry midway through the invasion angle so I was here for this stuff but it was much this was like really embarrassing because you would watch wrestling and someone else would try and watch it with you and you'd be like I'm sorry it's boring <laughs> yeah like at least when the rock came out and he was like you know it looks like a dick you got a dick in your face Everyone would be like, ha ah, it does kind of look like a dick. But then, you know, Triple H is like, I'm going to uh, win the match. And then Stephanie would go, he's gonna win the match. But whereas Tully Blanchard would be annoying for a minute and a half, and then you get to see him flip, flop, and fly. Uh, no flip, flop, and fly, and two hours of just, I'm... Uh, the champion. And uh, what you don't understand uh, in, uh, is uh, I, uh, ha, ha, 
I got blood, uh, and I'm gonna drink it, uh, and, um... <laughs> yeah, Triple H was Gangrel, originally. Yeah, no, Triple H thought he was Gangrel for, like, two I'm weeks. a, uh, vampire, Now, okay, so, also, they book him to be a very strong fucking, fucking, fucking heel. Going into WrestleMania 2016, sorry, WrestleMania 2000... Uh, which, no, yeah, 2016. Which is in 2016, because of Time Board Texas. Going into yep. WrestleMania fucking 16, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Dylan. Um, I don't think they should have had Triple H go over. It was a McMahon in every corner. Stephanie was very much a part of Triple H's whole thing. They'd run roughshod over the company, and the McMahons had slowly returned to take them on, um, culminating in, for some reason, Mick Foley being brought out of retirement. Because uh, Mick Foley was used to put Triple H over like huge, I still maintain that um, uh, Cactus Jack should have beaten Triple H in uh, at the Royal Rumble, and then uh, Triple H should have won the belt back at a later date because it fucking killed all of the energy of that feud for me. As soon as Mick Foley lost, I was like, "Well, okay, he doesn't get to revenge his family for this guy that fucked him over." Well, I don't care then. Yes, but. That I think that was more to do with him wanting to retire and have one last great match, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. The McMahon in every corner where mankind has to unretire all of a sudden is fucking awful. The four-way they have is really, it's probably one of the worst WrestleMania main events, which is crazy because the star power you have in it is insane. Where it's The Rock, Mankind, Big Show, and of course... A Triple H, like having The Rock in a match and it's oh, still not being that good. Oh, but they fucked up the entire build. Like crazy. they literally had three different matches to determine who won the Royal Rumble between The Big Show and The Rock, and it didn't fucking matter. Like no yeah. one cared. Yeah, people forget about that because they always praise 2000 because that was the only year they had. Um, what do you call that? Uh, they had writers that were corroborating if everything made sense, but a uh, one word that says that whole sentence: continuity. There you go. Yeah, good one. They had continuity writers at this time. Uh, but that didn't matter as far as bad ideas go. Now then, let's talk about Stephanie McMahon, baby. More like come to pooity. <laughs> there you go. Let's talk about Stephanie McMahon, honey, because we are in the Chris Jericho feud, which is when they try. This is another one because they try. Okay, this guy, this Chris Jericho guy, he's supposed to be funny. Everyone likes him, right? Because he's like a shitty, funny, stupid mid-card heel. But they are tasked with making this guy, whoever internet man likes, from this shitty, funny in- mid-card heel to an actual main eventer. And how do you do that? Do they? He's so over when he first comes in that they're thinking, okay, well maybe he is a uh, heel. Um, they do away with that pretty quickly, and he becomes a babyface because he gets cheered so loudly. And they make him essentially the Rock too. Um, but with worse, much, much, much worse. I remember thinking, man, this guy is not good at this. Like, he's not funny. And all he does is uh, call Stephanie a whore. Mm-hmm. Oh, Do you yeah. want some, here's some, here's some exactly, uh, here's some exact comments. Go ahead, Dylan. You're nothing more than a filthy, dirty, disgusting, brutal, skanky, bottom-feeding trash bag hoe. That's too clunky for a catchphrase. It's good, though. It's accurate. It reminds me of those SNL, those Saturday Night Live. Sorry for our English listeners. I know Saturday Night Live isn't really a thing unless you're really into comedy. But those Saturday Night Live sketches where it was like in the mid-90s, they would always have like 
Sherry O'Terry try and start a catchphrase and the catchphrase just wouldn't work. Yeah. It'd be like That's just plums. a wacky lady in a restaurant like I got too many pickles in my socks. Yeah. And it was just like, that's not, it's not going to work. But they gave it one week, whereas obviously these guys are like, no, she's a whore. Yeah. That's all she does. That, all he did was say, uh, filthy, disgusting, brutal, skanky, bottom feeding, trash bag hoe. Where it's like, you're going to be like, it should have been a guy, like it should have been Barry Darso coming out being like, hey, you fucking skank, slut bitch. Whore, 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 whore. Like that's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly a bald man who still has hair and a mustache just finishing a cigarette being like listen i gotta pick up my daughter for the weekend but one thing's first you got nice tits but you're a bitch Woo! that's barry darso playing himself in the attitude era yeah uh that's Barry Darso's beginning of his horror promo, by the way. It's just this. Slut! Slut! Making me hard, slut! And he just yells that a lot. There you go. <laughs> and, then, and then he wins the title. Yeah, he wins the title from Stephanie McMahon. He wins the woman's title. This is the crazy thing. Jericho t- would talk to Vince McMahon about what he was saying to Stephanie. And... Vince would tell him to pause where to get so to get the best reaction, which is like when you call my daughter a whore. Apologies for this. I just gotta jack off again for the fifth time in this conversation. Oh yeah. Anyway, I bet you she loves it. She's just like her dad. She loves sex. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Linda, get some tits like Stephanie has. You know that that was said. (laughs) What's it with billionaires from the New York area that just want to fuck their daughters? Do you think that Trump and Vince Vince McMahon have both been like, you would though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because I guarantee this is it. He looks at Stephanie and sees himself but a girl, and that is his dream woman. She's half me, so really I'm just playing with myself. So listen, it's the Chris Jericho era. This is the weirdest part because this is pre-invasion. Everyone's very distracted because you have the XFL and you have the WWF buying television. Stephanie is an on-screen character, but she's also asserting a lot of energy backstage. She's very involved in the actual literal creative direction of the company. Which begins to ruffle a lot of feathers in a variety of places. One of our favorite contributors to the podcast, Mr. James E. Cornette, claims that Stephanie was touted to be the head of creative from the moment she graduated from college. Now, that's not true, but it came pretty close pretty quickly. She was a pretty high-level executive from the day she started in the company, which, you know, must have chapped a lot of asses, particularly her brothers, who was not afforded the same level of ease into a transition of an executive role uh, as his little sister was. Well, Shane is kind of a good time Shane, and Vince is not a dumb guy. He can tell who's going to actually do the work. I disagree. Shane, I don't think Shane is a, 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 a good time guy. Shane McMahon literally made two open suggestions to Vince McMahon that would have completely changed uh, the wrestling world and probably helped rev- um, keep his product at a slightly higher rating or at least eliminate a lot of competition, which is A, uh, the purchasing of ECW as a development territory, 
which they sort of did, and the purchasing of the UFC, and also Shane was one of two people to say, do not let them put uh, 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 the Ultimate Fighter on the after Ultimate Raw. Fighter. He was one of two people, and Vince was like, "What? It's not the same." <laughs> oh well, I mean, the world's better for it because they got nice, nice, fun, fun UFC, and now the WWE, as of this recording, just drew thirty-five hundred people to RAW. Apparently, yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Where it's the idea of like, oh, this sh- uh, Shay doesn't draw. Uh, he's as good at working as Stephanie. Not true. He's better at it. He's be- He's better at. He's better at business than fucking Vince. He was smart enough to go and get a bunch of money from the Chinese government to create a Netflix that no one thought would work. And then it didn't happen, right? Yeah, he got paid for a couple of years, though. I count that as good business. That's pretty sick. Yeah. All right. Now you have something else to answer for. Stephanie McMahon goes on uh, Opie and Anthony, and they just keep asking her if she shaves her puss. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, good. I was. <laughs> what was it about upsetting radio that drew a young John Hayes? Oh, I, I, I love shock jocks. I love it. Although, Opie and Anthony, I liked in the satellite years where they were um, a lot funnier because they had a lot of really good comedians on. But yeah, Opie and Anthony and this. It, Opie and Anthony just on New York radio is. Uh, all right. Ha! <laughs> What's going on? We're in the pedophile van. We just fucking killed a guy. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just want to let you know the Mayor Juliana year in our prayers. All right, everybody, let's go fucking throw acid on a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fucking. We're here at Ground Zero and 9 11. I'm going to take a shit on <laughs> one of the firefighters cleaning up the rubble. Ha <laughs> ha. Dr. Pussy and the cunt yeah. are here again. I just jacked off at Ground Zero. Yeah. Ow, ow. <laughs> Who can chug the most cum at Ground Zero? I mean, you joke, but Opie and Anthony did get fired from New York Radio because they encouraged a couple to have sex in St. Paul's Cathedral. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's not as bad as Ground Zero. (laughs) It's not as bad, but yours was an exaggerated joke for comedic effect. Theirs was an actual thing that they actually did. (laughs) So... She gets breast implants, essentially, while Chris Jericho's calling her a whore, and apparently he was told that Vince McMahon loves Planet of the Apes, and to incorporate them into making fun of his daughter, because they were just going to have apes on a raw, because he gets a call from Brian Gewertz, Jericho does, that he's like, Vince loves Planet of the Apes, so you gotta make fun of Stephanie using these uh, Planet of the Apes. I mean, why? Like, why? So when people say, like, oh, Vince is crazy now, they're exaggerating. Vince was always crazy. No, Vince had more producers and production staff around. The problem is is that more and more people have gone on to do other things and not work for his company anymore, and that's the issue. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) But there's a lot of stuff. Like, it's basically Jericho fucking with Stephanie. At one point, he hits her in a pie. With a pie? He hits her with a pie! And then Stephanie, her, uh, her, sorry, her protector becomes Rhino because Triple H is kind of like on to bigger and better things. I always did think it was good the way they position Triple H in this where it's like, yes, Triple H is being, or sorry, Stephanie's being bothered by Jericho, but this gap where it's like kind of like why 
isn't Triple H really protecting Stephanie from this little shit who's just calling her a skank every week leaves her open to being wooed by Kurt Angle, which we'll talk about after the break. Um, it also leaves open uh, the uh, quick business update. The invasion is literally days away from beginning. So part of possibly Vince McMahon um, being obsessed with Planet of the Apes is he's not sure if he's Charlton Heston or uh, that doctor, Dr. Zayas in uh, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> um which is why, by the way, he made various WCW wrestlers go to the Statue of Liberty and recreate the closing moments of it while Vince wore a Panama hat. Yeah, and then he fucked Judy Bagwell, I'm sure. Do you think... I don't think anyone's fucked... She has... I think Vince did. Or he made JR do it while he was fully naked. Just smoking four cigars at the same time for some reason. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. It's Russo on... Spit on them! It's a Judy Bagwell on my pole match. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. So, we're going to talk about, after the break, we're going to talk about the Kurt Angle, Stamping Man, Triple H, Love Triangle, which gets ooh so tasty. That's after the Ladies break. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you keeping track, we are halfway through episode two, and we've done 18 months of Stephanie's career. So, strap in for a long summer. See you in hell. I've been, uh... I've been sl I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to Patreon.com/wrestlerreview <laughs> and donate <laughs> and donate to us. Five dollars gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For twenty-five bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it, we have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the buck Zumoff episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Oh, what a great show you're listening to. Halfway done. Time for some fun. I, I hate this. Uh, hey, everybody. Come and see my Edinburgh show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival every day at 930 at the Monkey Barrel 2. Please buy tickets uh, ahead of time. Tickets are surprisingly moving, which is not something I'm used to in my career. And then stick around at 11 o'clock. I'm watching wrestling and doing comedy and commentary with Colt Cabana at 11 o'clock. Also at the Monkey Barrel 2. And Dylan Gott will be appearing on one of the shows August. What day, Dylan? August 6th, 11 p.m. Come to the show. Jack off in the back. Don't listen. Close your eyes. Jack Close off. Close your eyes and at the, we'll know that you will all know the show is over when we're covered in the viscous fluid of wrestling fans. Oh, it's more clear than it is uh, white. They must love pro wrestling. Not in your hand. Wait till the end. Colt Cabana, say, I want to buy one of your t-shirts. Then present them with your cum. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, when we say present, we mean I want you to blow it in his face. <laughs> Blow a load in his fucking face. Thank you for listening. Now back to what whatever we're talking about. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Cum. That's Jew Loser. Now listen. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. I want to go try and buy something. Oh. We're going to a fucking funeral and try to fuck the widow. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm gonna go find the guy that's gonna die the quickest and file a complaint that he's a fucking dork. <laughs> yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh, welcome everybody to an abortion clinic. I hang out by the dumpster and try to meet fucking sluts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dangerous stuff. You seem like you're crying. Cry on my dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to represent a guy who definitely committed sexual assault and get him to go to get away with it. <laughs> mm. Why don't we ever hear from Bill Cosby's side of the story? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Every comedy club I go to has Louis C.K. on stage. If not, I make the woman who's on stage dress like Louis C.K. I got money and a Tesla. Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> Sponsored by Mountain Dew, everybody. Thin out those loads. Also, by the way, the per- to the person who tweeted at Graham K about his loads, you are my fucking hero. Please keep it up. <laughs> Jesse Donato, baby. This is when Triple H and Stephanie actually get together, apparently. It's during this period. She said, although that Triple H and China were together and apparently living together, they'd effectively broken up. Triple H wanted kids, China didn't, and Stephanie was also in a relationship, um, and eventually they just kind of start dating. Apparently Vince gave the blessing for them to pwn, but then took it away, and Stephanie followed suit because she's a nice lady when it comes to her weird daddy. And basic, this is kind of weird because it's just like how m- it feels like how much power can I have over these people? And it turns out all-encompassing. And uh, they takes away, but then a year later they get back together. And Stephanie McMahon saw this as a test to see if it was true love. And turns out it was true love. And the muscle queen and the muscle king are together still. Which is, I guess, nice? I, I hate it all. If you want to listen to how China dealt with this whole situation, we have an entire episode on China. Spoiler alert. Didn't work out yes. too well for Oh, yeah. By the way, just quick thing. Um, yeah. China not doing as well as the country of China. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Let's just say Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are doing better than China right now. You could say in a roundabout way, their love murdered China. I mean, you could say that. China was fucked from the jump, though. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Just fucking Jim Cornette calling her a moose every day. She walks into work. You're a moose, Joni. Ha ha! Yeah, cunt, 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 fuck. <laughs> well, I do think that, like, it, this might sound insane, but I think Triple H did show, chose, choose the more mentally stable of the two uh, people. That's true, although I still want... The, I want the rumor confirmed that if Triple H is into being pegged, because China always maintained... That he was really into getting pegged. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. I'm a big tough boy. Time to break my ham. Time to split my ham, Stephanie. <laughs> Time to dip your knife in my mustard. Time to spread the mustard on my toast. Ooh, put spread my buns and touch my Nutella, you know? No. That was bad. Go ahead, Dylan. Let's talk about the Kurt Angle feud. It's the best because it's basically, I don't know what painkillers Kurt Angle was taking during this period, but his on-screen attitude was, mwah, mutabele. So this is the thing, because most of this is about Triple H because in, 
it's kind of, it, it's it's fucked up to be reviewing the lady and make the most most of the thing about the dude but the most compelling storyline here is that Stephanie McMahon she's only a year and a bit into being a on-screen presence in professional wrestling so she needs to be led around even though Kurt Angle's an absolute natural and he's knocking it out of the park and Triple H by all accounts sees Kurt Angle coming up the side and is fucking threatened because why wouldn't he be? This guy's an Olympic gold medalist. He's fucking already already almost better than you a year in. And now he's getting a lot of sympathy. And I think this is another one of the most well-done angles where we were talking about the ministry last time. This is very well done because these guys are both heels. But people are really intrigued by the Kurt Angle, Stephanie love triangle. Kurt Angle, Triple H, Stephanie love triangle, mind you. Because it's a classic scenario where it's like, this dude has other shit going on, but while Triple H is being a careerist, the dirty dog Kurt Angle's coming in and raw-dogging his fucking butt wife for trying to. I love this whole angle. I love the way that Kurt plays it off. Everyone's so unlikable, you're just rooting too for like... Everyone's so unlikable. You're all. You're just rooting for them to all have a bad. Time. You're just rooting for this massive dork named Kurt too. You're just like this guy fucking blows, but you're like I want him to fuck that girl. He starts making. He starts liking. Uh, obviously Stephanie. Um, McMahon loses the women's championship to Lita uh, after interference from Angle and Triple H. And this was a fun fact. This is the first Raw ever main evented by a women's match. Was. Lita versus Stephanie for the women's title. And, uh, yeah, also, even funner fact, uh, they had to talk Vince McMahon out of just walking around the ring throwing tampons in the ring yelling, don't stain the canvas. (laughs) That was probably... He apologized publicly on the mic after the Raw for having such whiners in the yeah, ring. Yeah, sorry for having the opposite of men in the ring, ladies and gentlemen. I assume you all want your money back. It will be fully refunded. <laughs> so, August 31st episode of SmackDown, Angle shows showed Stephanie a video of Triple H and China hugging each other to create differences between Triple H and Stephanie. And I want to know exact timelines now of when exactly they started opponing because that'd be crazy if Triple H and China are supposed to still be together and they're doing this angle that Triple H is cheating on Stephanie with China but in real life it's Triple H cheating on China with Stephanie. I mean I wouldn't be surprised if yeah that's what they did do because it's still the fucking WWF like they're no, no points for guessing they're still horrible people. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, can I have a couple weeks off? Uh, my my uh, infant son uh, just passed away of a... Blah, 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 blah. That's you. That's you. We're going to use it. You against Braun Strowman. Winner gets possession of the corpse. Yeah. Me, 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 me. You're a fucking cuck. That's what he would just keep yelling. <laughs> So Triple H is going to uh, wrestle Kurt Angle at Unforgiven. The match was no DQ, and Mick Foley served the special guest referee. Before the match uh, began, Angle announced that it was Stephanie McMahon's birthday and led the people to swing a rendition of Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday to you. Happy Birthday to Stephanie. Happy birthday, dear Stephanie. You have lots of money, but your dad's pretty sure that you can't do a push-up. 
He's challenging you to a push-up now. He's taking off his suit jacket and is revealing one nut, yelling, this is the one you're from now. <laughs> Your mom's not crying. She's just calmly rubbing his back. How old are you now? Go ahead, Go ahead, Dylan. Stephanie comes out with Triple H to manage him. And Angle began like beating up Triple H, and it's the whole thing of who's she gonna side with, John? Do you know why this angle was thrown out, by the way? Triple H is pretty sure Kurt was going to fuck Stephanie. Better than that. He came to writer's room and said, No one's gonna buy me losing to Kurt Angle because look at me, I'd clearly beat him up. <laughs> and then apparently Bruce Pritchard said, and Jerry Briscoe were like, No, he'd kill yeah, you. Yeah, he'd kill you, man. And secondly, he was like, No one will believe it if Kurt Angle could steal my bitch because look at me. I'm the dirty dirt dog. No, he, they would absolutely believe it. This is, the, again, welcome to the problems with wrestling. Um, yeah, so many. Well, I thought you were going to say more, but you just said that. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I was going to say more, but then I, I had like a, I thought I was going to burp and then it went away. Um, it's a fucking nightmare. What are you talking about, you dumb bitch? Uh, there's no way. I got tattoos and I know how to fake fight. He's an Olympic gold medalist who has no fear. Triple H has no tattoos. You've I can't believe you don't know how little tattoos Triple H has. Triple H has no tattoos. John Cena has no tattoos. Don't have any visible tattoos if you want to be the fucking head of the company. That's a real thing I just figured out. Austin has one, but it's on his calf. Undertaker. The Rock Undertaker, had a small one on his Undertaker, you dumb fuck. He's not the face of the company. He's the 1A and 1B. That's why Braun Strowman is the new Undertaker, but he has like that weird ponytail because he has big tattoos on his yeah, arm. Yeah, he has that weird Spider-Man tattoo. Yeah, he has a big tattoo in the middle of his chest that just says, someone put a web on here. <laughs> yeah, somebody kiss me. <laughs> That's what Meltzer, uh, the old, uh, there's 685 jelly beans in the jar, said that uh, the angle was cut short because Triple H insisted that it just was incredible that Stephanie would leave him for Kurt Angle, which is such a funny thing to say. It's just not credible that any woman would choose anyone over me. <laughs> That's the most insane shit. Uh, why would uh, why would they uh, choose him over me, man? Because uh, I... Uh... Like, I fuck good. I got a wide dick, you know? I don't know why my Triple H impression has become just a Canadian man. <laughs> but this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing. Of, this is when Triple H consolidates his power, and I really do think it comes down to this, is that Triple H knows this is an individual sport, and while the performance aspect, Kurt Angle and Triple H are neck and neck at this time, because let's not forget, Triple H absolutely fucking fantastic in the year 2000. He was fucking great, but... What comes down to is Triple H went through WCW. He saw how Ric Flair and everyone did it there where you fucking, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be your own voice in the locker room and you gotta push yourself. No one's going to do it for you. Whereas Kurt Angle was begged to come into wrestling, fast tracked through everything and is used to being in team sports where you just do whatever you would for the team and that really catches up with him here because he has his chance to be like, like, like Kurt Angle was always fucking great. He was always great. Obviously, he had a fucking amazing career, but he could have been, it could have been, he could have been basically the alpha of the company, which Triple H was undoubtedly the alpha of the company. Yes, he was. He well, but here's the thing with being Triple H's alpha reign of the company, which is he declared himself alpha, which makes you beta. 
It's how like you think you're the alpha of the podcast, but I'm clearly the alpha because I've never said it. But that's the whole thing is that he but he earned his way up the ladder. Like he clearly is the top level wrestler other than the fucked up thing that WWF has always done, which is they fucking push the dudes who only come in once every six months above the guys who are there every week. But he was the last dude who was booked every week to like not the last dude. John Cena was booked above him. But just like little shit that Triple H always did that like like the thing that always kinda like I didn't really like was like that second ECW one night stand pay-per-view, how Rob Van Dam goes to, against John Cena, which created an amazing atmosphere and blah blah blah. But those people didn't want to boo John Cena that badly. Like, that place would have fucking actually... People would have brought guns if it was Triple H in the ring. Like, that would have been nuclear 80s heat if it was Triple H. But he always put... He was always very smart in how he positioned himself. Okay. So, they've just thrown out Kurt Angle versus Triple H, which was like a money, money angle. But it was basically clear what people wanted to have happen was Triple H. They wanted to lose Stephanie to Kurt Angle, who would... Uh, live on TV, on TV, fill her up with so much nut, she'd legally become a Snickers bar. All right? So then she became embroiled in internal disputes between the McMahons, which led to Linda McMahon becoming comatose and wheelchair-bound, baby. Wasn't that the fucking best? Trish Trash barks like a dog. Vince McMahon clearly was, like, clearly, like, ah, uh, finally some fucking peace and quiet. But the McMahons during this angle, like, if you want to get whiplash with people turning babyface and heel, which people used to always complain about, but now is like, no one gives a fuck about anyone's character anymore. But she was like, she would go from being on Linda's side to Vince's side. Um, oh, no, she stuck with Vince during this one. That was very funny. Just basically <laughs> blamed, blamed Linda for everything, which is the good stuff and how you should deal with everything. It's like all the charities that Stephanie has access to now uh, and is like working with now must have never seen these things. Or the check is just big enough that they're willing to just ignore. It's insane. Yeah. No so Shane Mix's return to WWF on the March 12th episode of Raw. Uh, he's angry with, uh, obviously, his father and... He's Shane starts to throw punches, but then is stopped by William Regal, who is fucking great on TV at this time. March 23rd, a uh, WWE. This is March 23rd, sorry, 2001. They actually purchase WCW, and this is baby. This is leading right into the invasion. And what will draw in the invasion, John? What will draw in the invasion? Is it fucking Sting? Versus fucking The Undertaker, and then you goddamn get Stone Cold, and you get him to face Goldberg, and then you get Hogan against Raj, which happened, but in a weird way. No. The McMahons. Yeah. Of course. Which we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. John, what's the best thing about Stephanie McMahon during this era? There isn't that much good, like, it's the Kurt Angle feud is the best thing, but I wanted to just say this, is this is the weirdest time in that this is where they're, I don't know if the WWE is realizing it, or she's realizing She's not ready to be on camera. They need to give her something else to do. They need to make her more of a dynamic character. They need to do more. Because basically, she very quickly... A, the McMahon-Helmsley era, looking back, was not handled correctly at all. They weren't... They just annoyed the shit out of everybody. And then just ran roughshod over a lot of good guys and kind of fucked things up there for a minute. That they have never really disrepaired. It was the... 
Triple H was the dry run of here's how we're going to put someone over that no one really wants over, and it only ever worked for Triple H, and they've been trying ever since to get it to work again. I don't think Stephanie gets the credit for being a big part of it, helping it work, because it justified all of the bad stuff that he was able to do, because it's like, oh, well, his wife is the head of the company. He can get away with all of this sort of stuff. But the not fucking paying off the Kurt Angle fucking feud is... The best example of showing what was wrong with the WWE then and what is wrong with the WWE now, which is creative not going, no, you have to do this anyway. If you don't like it, you're fired because this will end, end in big money and big interest. And I'm sure Triple H was like, I'm starting this new relationship with this woman. I'm afraid that this Olympic athlete is going to steal my woman, not realizing that Kurt Angle's into black ladies. It's all he ever talks about. So the worst thing about Stephanie McMahon is uh, everything she did in this time period. Go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, I think the best thing probably about Stephanie is starting to, because she's shit during this period, starting to find her voice as a heel. I disagree. Which I takes don't think a long she time. finds that until sort of the end of the Attitude Era, and then really when she becomes the general manager. Weirdly, she gets better when she becomes a good guy for a minute. And that's sort of an interesting sort of like, uh, and then she becomes terrible and never stops being terrible. Here's a little fucking preview for the upcoming weeks. I hate Stephanie McMahon now more than ever. Go ahead, Dylan. I think she becomes actually good because this is the period where she's oh, trying Dylan, to play. I love Stephanie. I want to date her. That's you. That's not true. I want to date her. I'm going to date her. Let's date. I think that she becomes good because she can't play. She's playing like a slut. Like that's they're calling her a slut. You're a fucking slut. But then it's like Sable's coming out in like one piece of a towel cut up strategically. So it covers her nipples and a pum pum and nothing else. And Stephanie's coming out in like a leather skirt that's cut to the knee. I can knee. explain it. It's because Stephanie won't show us her pun pun and her num dums. And Sable will, and only good girls show their pun pun and their num nums. And if uh, <laughs> you don't, you're a whore. Whore? Well, no, because she keeps on going like, uh, "Hey, I'll like uh, most of her promos are like I'll fucking suck you off if you come out here trying to lead guys in ambushes." And like, I don't know. It, it's just a weird thing to be like the one girl who's dressing like they have something they're not proud of on their body is the slut. And she's trying to play like a slutty character and whatever and when what she's good at is playing the like what she comes on to later is playing the female ceo who's a huge bitch because that's what she knows like that's who she's watched her whole life and emulated she's emulated her uh her mom going to people's bedsides when Vince is like, oh, he doesn't want to talk to me. I just cut all his health. And his mom and her mom goes like, I'll, I'll deal with it, Vince. And goes like, uh, it is sad that you're dying, but you're going to have to sign this that says we weren't liable. So that's what she knows. And she's trying to play, essentially, she's trying to play Trish Stratus and she's not Trish Stratus. And that's the, but obviously that's the expectation of like female characters during this period. Um, so I'd say that's the worst thing about it, and I the best thing about it is I guess because she starts on the writing staff in the year two thousand, um, according to this, and according to the wonderful research by Chrissy Chrissy Hob Hob, and I don't know if there's a best thing about her. I, I guess it's that she's starting to find her voice, like I said, and I guess the worst thing is that she starts on the writing staff. What is the worst thing about it? 
maybe that she made she ruined China's life and led to her eventual death, probably, <laughs> or contributed. No, that's the best. That's the best thing about her. That's the that's my best. Okay, good. All right, that's the best. That's thing. my best. Okay, that was your, <laughs> that was your best thing. Okay, cool. That she ended the life. Yeah, my good. best thing is that she did that thing that makes me feel like God. Ooh, no, I know what it is. The best thing is the poise she shows during that uh, Opie and Anthe interview, where it's just like. Her dad has sent her on this media run to just be sexually assaulted <laughs> verbally while her dad dick explodes he's coming so much. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> uh, we have a caller on the line. It's, uh, let's say, Kennedy. Yeah, I got a question for Stephanie. Rub your tits on your dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a question. Uh, why don't you suck off your brother Shane? That would create a pure baby. Oh, I'm coming. It's your dad. How many times do you think Stephanie and Shane had to be sat down by their father while he talked about Cersei and Jamie Lannister? <laughs> do you think? Yeah. You know, do you think when he saw Game of Thrones, he just fucking smashed his TV and was like, "We cut it on it the whole time." Yeah. What the fuck is this? This is amazing. We're going to get to some really good stuff, such as the famous story of Vince repeatedly being like, how about you're pregnant and I'm the father on TV. We're going to get to the invasion angle where Stephanie McMahon owns ECW, which made ev which I think Stephanie McMahon's storyline where she owned ECW created the alt-right and you can't convince me I of mean, otherwise. I'm really looking forward to that theory. Straw hat guy took his straw hat off and put on a MAGA hat, and then that's <laughs> Trump was always going to be the guy president. Put down a sign that said Kane Dewey and picked up one that said Lock her up. <laughs> what about her emails? So that's next week, Stephanie McMahon, part fucking three of who fucking knows on the Wrestler Review. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Let's wrap it up like I never do with some plugs. John, plug your fucking shitty shows. Come and see my show every day at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which is happening right now if you're listening to this program. Uh, I'm doing a show every night at 9.30 at Monkey Barrel 2. Every night at 11, I'm doing a show where I watch wrestling and do comedy and commentary. Too Bad Wrestling with professional wrestler Cole Cabana at the Monkey Barrel 2 at 11 p.m. Suck me. Join us on Facebook. Join us on Twitter. Join us on Instagram. At, wrestle, at Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram. The Wrestler Review Podcast on Facebook. As always, you can donate to us on Patreon to get episodes like this one early. Basically, whenever I finish editing, I'll post it on the Patreon feed. Plus, extra episodes such as uh, our Jimmy Snooker Part 3 that uh, dropped a month ago, and I don't know uh, when we'll have another one up, but I'm sure we'll think of some fucking pervert to talk about. So, that's only five bucks a month gets you all that perks. Oh, by the way, if you can think of a horrible, terrible wrestler you want to hear about on the Patreon feed, email us at WrestlerReview Exactly. At Please do that. And, you know what? We're fucking done. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Hey, bye. fuck you and fingering.